Was a good breath. Did you enjoy that breath, Ben? Everybody let it breathe there. Sims is Sims so is counting his record right now. or something. I'm not even focused. I what was. are you counting? I was just counting uh, my picks from last week. How'd just, you do? I was 13 and three. Damn. Not bad. But man, it's all right. It's it's good, but it's like every week. It's it, because my gambling show with Left Call, yeah. I was pitiful. The three games I lost were the three games I put the most money on. Oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> that's what you or, get. Or they didn't come close to covering the spread. Whatever that's why it was. they call it gambling. Yeah, man. Uh, Good to see you guys. Good I'm to back. see you. Uh, I, I'm, before we get into everything, I want to talk about Monday night because we don't get a chance to really break that down. Oh, right. Uh, game went exactly how I thought it would go. Atlanta blowing a lead late to Tampa Bay. What did you think of the whole John Gruden ring of honor? I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great speech, first of all. I really did. He's I mean, the fucking man. He's, so, he's perfect for that. He's such a character. I, mean, I thought it, he was going to accept the Tampa Bay coaching job right then. Well, I mean... I, Hey. To the thousands of Tampa Bay fans and the millions, I love you. If and I'm you back. Make me bet. I would bet. If you said, "Okay, Chris Sims, you got to put money on John Gruden coming back to coach the Bucks or not," I would put the money on him coming back. You right would... after Sims talks about how bad he's been doing betting. But yeah, oh, you would bet. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I would say this to your point. Right. You said this a few weeks ago. The yeah. fact that we're not hearing about it as much because yes. usually it's, "Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen?" Wow, that would be unbelievable. The fact that it's gone he quiet was also, makes me believe it more. Exactly. I also right. felt like every time he talked about a player, it was like he was doing an internal scouting report. He was like, I'll tell you what, this cornerback that got him from Atlanta, I like what he's doing. And yeah. I was like, he's going to keep that guy. Yes. I think it makes a lot of sense, man. I really do. Hey, he's a hell of a coach. There's no doubt about that. I mean, was he a pain in the ass to me? Certainly, man. But I learned, a, too. I learned a lot of football from him. And uh, I, I just think it's the match made in heaven. He's from Tampa. He grew up there. Yeah. He's truly a Buccaneers fan. Mm. His dad, you know, coached for it, like you heard in the speech. Right. He coached for the Bucks. He still lives there. I mean, he's really emotionally invested, and he's the biggest figure in the history of their franchise. They love him down there. Yeah. So I just think it makes a lot of sense. And they have their quarterback. They do. They have their quarterback. And Best every- game of the year for right. Jameis. Yeah, and everything you've heard is that John really likes Jameis, and I, I think those those rumors are true. Uh, well, c- the reason that I think quarterbacks love Jameis, or coaches love Jameis, Misses, they go, well, I'll be the one that gets him to be smarter. Right. And because if he is smarter, he'll be a lot better. Yes. I was so upset that ESPN cut out right oh, when the, he was diagramming the, the play. play. Yeah. One, how was the play not Spider 2 Y banana? Well, they ran it in, right? Is that what the first yeah, it was the Mike all stop the middle, right? I like to call a play that <laughs> I love and I want to show you. And I was like, <laughs> that was pretty is, good. Is there anything more Gruden than in <laughs> front of 70,000 people going, I'm going to use these Super Bowl champions? As dolls and show you an X's and O's, like it was such a Gruden thing. Is I was goes Gruden any good? It, I'm not, trying to decide whether I, it's I good thought or that good. one line was good. It's just yelling, yeah. And, but then, like, I don't know what other accent comes. That's out. how like he is in bit. meetings. That's he's like that. In, he was like that in meetings. Oh yeah, he it's a little great. macho man. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about this. I'm just gonna start telling fans what we're thinking. We want to do now. I like this idea. A yeah. quarterback room podcast. Right. You, Greasy, Brad Johnson. Because seeing Brad Johnson like on the camera, I was like, this dude's funny as oh. hell. And we had Jason Garrett in the room at one point. If we could do that. All four of us together. And that's the famous story, right? So 
What's the? What do you mean the famous well, story? This, I've told this story before, right? When we've on got the po- on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Okay, well, I've told Save you the story. The I've told you the story about us getting on the bu- the the bus, right? To With, the golf, to, to golf. the golf outing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did tell that. Yeah. So I mean, that was. I mean, Jason Garrett. All of us were a part of that. So we got on a bus at ten in the morning. Gruden thought he had. Oh bid yeah, going to a at, big golf course at charity, like one of the best golf courses in Florida. Well, he bid on the wrong course. It was like some <laughs> real average course in the middle of nowhere. Okay, and he's cussing at the bus driver, going, "You're going the wrong way." And Can the you bus- give me Gruden talking to the bus driver, Lefko? <laughs> what are you? Which way are you going? Yeah. That- <laughs> Really, it was like him, it really is. I think you got it actually. Him and Bruce Allen were literally doing that to the bus driver. And we're in the back. We're on a and you're just beers deep. Beers deep. I mean, and we have a keg and stuff on the bus we're on. Just QBs. Just QBs. Garrett's drinking a mai tai. Yeah, no, he's. We're all drinking beers. And Doug Williams is on this trip with us. Uh, Bruce Allen, Gruden, Ed, my man Ed Drosky. You know Ed Drosky is? That's no. how Gruden used to say it. My man, he He's the president of Hooters. That's why you see Gruden on right. the Hooters commercials, right. right? So he's with us, and every year my man Ed Drosky would give me a credit card to Hooters, and I got free Hooters if I wanted it. Uh, <laughs> but we're on that trip, and I'm not telling you. Brad Johnson, he might get mad if I say this, but he, I mean he could drink like a fish. Yeah, you, you said, said that. that. You yeah, said he had 30 that. beers before I, you get off the bus. I mean 30. I'm not even freaking kidding. That night after we bus – Golf disaster, then going to Hooters. We go to a bar and we play. We're playing pool. And I mean, I had stretches of where I would play pool consistently and I right. could be kind of good at it. Everyone thinks they're really good at right. pool. Right. And this was like at an age where I actually was pretty good because like I was pretty good at going to the bar and hanging out with the guys. And I'd right. be like, oh, let's play some pool. What else am I going to do? I can't look at girls. Yeah, I assume you were gambling. I can't too. look at girls the whole time. Right. Obviously. Uh, and, and we played and. I hit a few shots, and it was me and Greasy versus Jason Garrett and Brad. And I hit a few shots to run the table and knocked it in, and I looked at Brad, and I was like, Hey, Brad, you rack them. I'll crack them. And I was like, I'm a second-year nobody. And he looked at me like, you little fight. He wanted to fight me right there. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out to all the people that Instagram DM'd us. I went through this weekend and responded to all the ones that I thought I could respond to. Yeah. But I have eleven here that I didn't respond to because it needs you too. So we're gonna I'm gonna ask you a random uh, number throughout the show, and we'll get to that. Speaking of numbers, though, I need your forty five. I got no forty fives. Oh, I'm Rutgersed out. And here is Sims being surprised that I'm asking for something. Every I've episode, asked for, I don't know, doesn't four matter. Years. Feels good. You guys uh, see Rutgers Seton Hall on Saturday? Did not. Michael Jordan. That is definitely one of them. <laughs> Good job, Gabe. Gabe gave you that. Um, Rod Smith, the running back for the Cowboys yes, right now. Correct. Who's the Who's the DB in the Seahawks that was up for the Hall of Fame last year? I'm blanking on his name. He got in. I know. I I can't think of his freaking name right I'll now. Get to him when we All get right, to doesn't him. count. Okay, and then uh, let me think if there's just some other 45s. Go ahead and start naming names. Sure. Currently. The Jewish fullback Jay Prosh, Roosevelt Knicks, just uh, caught a touchdown for the Steelers. Yeah, Deion Jones, Damn, linebacker for the Falcons. See, those are the ones I yeah, get. They're going to get that. Yeah. Mike Hole, linebacker for Miami, and David Harris. Remember that was a big signing for the Patriots, and yet we don't see him anymore. He's in there. He, he does. He does. He he was in there a lot the other day. I know it's so funny to see him in forty five. Actually, when all I time home. name team, right? Speedy Duncan, kick returner for San Diego and Washington in the sixties and seventies, four time Pro Bowler. A New York Giants wide receiver in the 60s, Homer Jones. Oh, no of them, but I wouldn't have guessed he's Who 45. could forget his 1967 campaign where he made the Pro Bowl with 49 catches? Whoa. 
Yeah, Whoa. but 1,209 yards. Holy shit, are you how, kidding me? Yeah, 49 catches, 1,209 yards, and 13 touchdowns. That's so like away. one out of every three catches, a touchdown, like a 50-yard That's bomb. what I love about old-school football. They I mean, get old Homer do. Jones. I mean, uh, better college player than NFL player, but Archie, Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin, two Heismans, yeah. Back-to-back Heisman yep. Trophy winners. What years? 77 and 78. I believe it was 74 and 75. Oh, it was. I think you're right. I do uh, think you're right. And then who could forget one of Chris Berman's best names, Chris Fua, Fuamatu Bad Maafala. Right. Damn. Chris Fuamatu Maafala was awesome. Uh, some other ones that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Ken Wisenhunt wore 45 when he was a tight end for the Falcons. I didn't know that. Speaking of Falcons, TJ motherfucking Duckett. Oh. TJ Duckett with Warwick Dunn. And and uh, Mike Vick and the fact that it was T.J. Duckett and Mike Allstott in the same division. Do you have any good T.J. Duckett stories from that rivalry? Gosh, T.J. Duckett. I mean, T.J. Duckett and I, if he's out there listening, me and him, we went to Ohio State and dominated Ohio State camp together one year, baby. What he was in high school. High school, seven on seven team. They put Stop. us. They put. You know, of course, I was the number one player in the country. TJ was one of the number one, you know, number one running backs, linebackers in the country. We went to Ohio State camp together, and we you do a seven on seven tournament yeah. the last two days of the camp, and he was on my team, and we ended up in the finals against, against all the Ohio State committed players. They had their own which team. was which people at the time? Craig Krenzel, what was the quarterback that yeah, won the national the championship? Astrophysicist. Yes, right. I love when they do that at the seven so on seven all, camps. You like that? Yeah, yeah the seven. committed players yeah. together. So the committed players against us. We won. That's awesome. Look yeah. at this picture of TJ Duckett. Oh, yeah. TJ Duckett to me, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Michigan State guy as well. Right. TJ Duckett to me is what I feel like Le'Veon Bell would be if he didn't lose 20 pounds. Could be. Similar. Like TJ Duckett weighed like 260. He, he was enormous. He was a man. But he, he had really good was. feet. Great jumping feet. over people and Great stuff. Great feet. Also, happy birthday to Tim Houck. Big time eagle safety. What up, Tim? He was always my friend's hope that maybe one day us scrawny white guys will make it to the NFL. Uh, all-time guys also, Otis Smith wore 45, oh. six-time Pro Bowler Dave Grayson, 60s defensive back. Kenny Easley Kenny was the Easley. Hall of Fame Otis safety Smith, for Seattle. That too. And then also the hitman. Safety for the Monsters of the Midway, Gary Fensick, yes. two-time Pro Bowler for the Bears. Uh, a lot of white guys in the NBA wear 45. Cole Aldrich, Rafe LaFrance, Rick Smits, Rudy Tomjanovich, all rocked 45. Damn. Has there ever been a player whose name has fit the franchise more than Bo Outlaw on the Portland Trailblazers? He wore 45, too. Wore 45. Huh? Hmm. Dewan Blair, Rasul Butler, A.C. Green, currently Denzel Valentine, Donovan Mitchell, and as you mentioned, coming back like 45. It ain't to play games with you, it's to aim at you, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. MLB, Bob Gibson, Pedro Martinez. Gosh. All right. Those are good ones. We always bring up Kyle Shanahan. We went very hard on Jimmy Garoppolo on Monday, but I had a thought. Hmm. The 49ers are playing Jacksonville this week. Hmm. Kyle has had a lot of experience with this defensive scheme. Yes. Their defensive coordinator, Robert Saleh, yeah. was the linebacking coach, linebacker's coach for the Jaguars for 24th, 2014 to 20, 2016. <laughs> I can't talk. The way Jimmy Garoppolo's playing yeah. and their knowledge of this defense, right. is there any chance that Kyle can show the NFL a quick little blueprint of how to attack Ooh. Jacksonville? Well, okay. It seems like a meaningless game, 
but he, could he show us something? It, no, they could show you something. And, and like I just told you, I just had to pick my games, right? So that was one of the games that I sat there and was like, ooh, well, it was exactly what I said. First of all, Kyle's got a lot of experience against this scheme. I mean, he came from Atlanta, who runs the scheme. His own coach runs the scheme. Right. He plays Seattle twice a year. He played Seattle twice last year. Yeah. So here he is playing the scheme, and I do think he'll have some plays to draw up that I'm are going to screw it. He certainly will. But this will only make Jimmy Garoppolo even more of a legend. It, I mean, if they pulled if off they, this upset, yes. yes, it would be a legend. But this is my what I said in my picks when my picks when my article that comes out tomorrow is basically, hey, the X's and O's are great, mm. but the, the Jimmys, Jimmys and the, and the Joes, Joes are bit greater in this yeah. one. And I do think that they can keep it close. I'll just let you know what I picked right away, just so you, you know. I know it's cheating for tomorrow. That's a I beautiful picked, doc. I picked Jacksonville to win twenty-one to seventeen. Right? Damn, um, that's probably covering the spread. I, I, don't, I don't even know, know what, what the spread, spread is. is. Yes, but that's what I picked. I do think that they will be able to find some plays. I do, the one thing I worry about, Jimmy Garoppolo has been. Been under tremendous pressure in all three of his starts, yes. and he's done a great job of avoiding it. But again, hmm. in a respectful manner, this is a different animal, yes. and this is a different group of animals chasing after him. This so that I get worried about, and you know, oh great, you know the scheme. Can they fucking get open against it's, AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey? That's the question. You know, that's the thing. Especially Jacksonville good, minus good. five. Jacksonville's minus five. Ooh. Damn, you're so good at predicting mm. the lines. With I wasn't scores. last week, but yes. But Marquis Goodwin. And Jalen Ramsey, we're going to see if he can get on that horse and run, yes. which we know he can. Yes. Uh, one quick note we got uh, from one of the Instagram followers, thank you, was that we talked about former players refing, and you talked about how you went to ref. Remember the Eagles linebacker William Thomas? Yes. Apparently he's refing in the Big Ten right now and has aspirations of making it to the league. Cool. So he could be a guy that actually does that. He's this guy DM'd us and said, "Yeah, Willie T is he's up to Big Ten already." I, I think it's. I think there's something there. I'm just gonna say that I do. I think you know. My point was always this: What left go right? That those the type of guys, of the right? They're not gonna be like enamored with like you know. I think the refs sometimes are like, "Oh, look at Adrian Peterson running by me. He's a he's a hall of oh wait, there was nine holds. I missed the holding calls. I was watching Adrian Peterson. You're not gonna get that with ex players. They're not gonna be enamored or mm-hmm. caught off guard by the size and speed. I of hope the game. that's not the case that they're doing that. <laughs> uh, we got a few. You in their primes. Uh, I'll go for two here. MD Hill 453. This is a jet centric one. Okay. Kevin Mawai uh. or Nick Mangold? Uh. Who was the better jet center in their prime? Damn, I played with Mawai. I love Mangold. Schmangold is what we call him in Mangold our house. Mangold was like our first cele- our first he was, guest. Yeah, he was. When we went to video. Him and Larry the, and cable, Larry the cable guy. guy. Kevin Mawai. I'm sorry. It's close. It is close. Kevin Mawai is the one of the best centers. I mean, he was the best center I was ever around. Yeah, he was one of the best O linemen I was ever around. I mean, he was top notch. The year I was there, and you know, the two Tennessee. years I was with Tennessee, right? And CJK, he didn't rush for two thousand yards the year I was there, but had a lot of big years the two years I was there, and it, a lot of what happened there. I mean, Mawai was like one of those guys who could Vince or Kerry didn't even have to like you know how Brady goes like Mike fifty two fifty two is the mic yeah Mawai just handled all of it he was amazing and then yeah. there were smart offensive linemen around him so they would literally just be like don't worry just drop back we got you protected Kevin okay? Mawai at the end of his career was not called Kevin Mawai he was called future Hall of Famer Kevin Mawai yeah like, he that's deserves what everyone to be in. said he, I agree yes uh, another one Dylan Haling in their prime. Eric Dickerson or mm. Earl Campbell? Ooh, and you gosh. have a very special place in your heart for Earl. I do. I think Earl is, you know, one of the five greatest running backs ever. 
Um, so that means you would take Earl. I, think I don't so. think you have Dickerson in your I, top five. I don't. I th- you know, there are different styles of runners, and, and I grew up, of course, watching my dad's team have to stop Eric Dickerson and do that. The Giants actually beat them the year in the wild card game in the in Los Angeles the year Dickerson ran for two thousand yards. Dickerson was special though in the fact that I mean, to be he was like he's a modern day Derrick Henry, right? Mm. Uh, except he was probably more explosive to where damn. we were like, damn, how this guy's tall, running at running back and break tackles. But if you gave him a seam, he outran everybody except for Daryl Green. But yeah, I would go Earl. Earl was special. Dylan also asked, all right, is he attractive or not, Jadavian Clowney? Mm. Handsome guy. I'll answer that. I, I, I actually, Love his hair. I actually think he is a handsome guy. I mean, I'm not saying he's like GQ man of the year, no. but I don't look at him as ugly. I think he's a handsome guy. I think so, too. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think if you looked at just his face. (laughs) Yeah. Joel, we've said cruder things about Jadavian, too. Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. So I have 1 through 11 random Instagram questions. Pick a number. 1 through 11. 1 through 11. And I'm going to ask the correspondent. Number 2. Of course you asked number 2. I (laughs) knew it. Uh, TJ Gagliardi. uh, He was the guy on the train. I was going to say, who is this? TJ Gagliardi. He's the guy that came over and took the picture with you. He's the guy that came over and took the picture with you. On the Metro North? On the Metro North. (laughs) He now works with the NFL Network and he passes Big Phil in the hallways all the time. And he's going to muster up the courage to bring it up sometime soon. I think he brought it up yesterday, but keep going. (laughs) That's awesome. I do. Uh, He says that we need to give more love to Rod Simba for the intro music. And Rod Simba, you are the fucking man. We love you very much. He says, you and Sims, me and you are tight now. Oh, that, How did yeah. Sims and Lefko meet? We actually talked about this recently. recently. We met at a Bleacher Report, was that the holiday or Super Bowl party, right? Something like that. It was the, the week before the Seahawks and Broncos were about to play. Yes. And I was trying to get my contract negotiated. I wasn't definitely coming here to work yet. I'm finding out now that my agent was making things very difficult. Yes, yeah. so we were actually told in a meeting, people yeah. that were here working here before Sims got here, yeah, we're excited about this guy, Chris Sims, but just to let everyone know, he only wants to work three days a week, so like we don't know how much of a diva he is. Damn. And I remember at the time being like, listen, I'm the only diva in these parts. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I, when I met Sims for the first time, one of the first things I said was, so you're going to be a diva, huh? And only work three days a week. And, and I he probably was like, didn't even get he was it. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. How long did it take you to like Lefko? I liked him from the start. Right from the start? Yeah, I did. Just no, no. I mean, I know there was limitations and things <laughs> that I had to work through. I understood that. You know what I had to answer this week, actually? I'm glad we got to this conversation. Good. Yeah, what, what's the question? Because somehow, Friday or Saturday night, my wife had a few drinks in her and Flirty came up again. Ooh, Are you serious? A classic yeah, three years later. Story. Fucking asshole, Adam A Lefko. classic Sims and Lefko story in uh, two ex-girlfriends ago. Uh, <laughs> for I, you, not for me. For I'm me, still married. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were out to breakfast and I we were talking. I said, look, she goes, your wife was like, I don't know. Sims is like texting with women from work. And I was like, look, that's not who he is. He's just kind of like a flirty guy. And I was saying it to defend you. <laughs> I know. And whatever. now three years later, I'm still here your wife. It. Is still bringing oh, it up. with all the sexual harassment things that are going on in the world now, my wife's like, "Are you sure you're not being flirty?" That's how the whole thing went. Man, you're damn. never gonna live that one down. No, I'm not. Yep. Brendan, what, uh, Brendan, up there. What are you gonna say? That's what women do. Yeah, it's, it's they, very. They don't true. let those things. Die. Let me get this in before we get to uh, Big Phil. Fill in time in about six minutes. Uh, Brendan up there said, "You know what? Remember you said you're doing the Pro Bowl. You're like, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm leaving somebody off." He said, 
Sims left Clowny off. That's oh, going to really grind his gears. That is going to grind my gears. Yeah, so, Brandon, up there, you're completely right. Damn, sometimes i got to come better prepared for this show. All right, so what I did was I have your list of the guys that you said would make the Pro Bowl, and I have the list of guys that actually made the Pro Bowl. I don't Bowl. even know who made the Pro Bowl. Okay, well, I'll tell you if you got it right or not. Okay. Uh, you said quarterbacks. I only made you pick one. You said Brady and Wilson. They both got in. Running backs, you said Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, Gurley, Kamara. They all got in. Okay. Wide receivers, you said Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and the NFC, Thielen, Jones, and Tate. Tyreek Hill and Golden Tate did not get in. Mm. However, uh, A.J. Green and Keenan Allen got in the AFC, okay. and in the NFC, I, it I was... I would not have picked A.J. Green over Tyreek Hill, but okay. okay. Yeah. No, this is why I'm doing it yeah. like this. Yeah. And then in the NFC, Michael Thomas and Larry Fitzgerald got in over Golden Tate, and you mentioned that you would have taken Tate over Michael Thomas. Yes. I what would. about Larry? I, no, I don't think Larry deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. I don't. I, I think Larry's still a really good football player. I think that's one of those things where people just see the names and the number by yes. it, and they go, oh, he had a lot of catches and he had a good year. He's still really good. Uh, there's no denying that, but I'm just going to pull up some names just real quick just to make sure here. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have took Marvin Jones over Larry Fitzgerald as well. Gotcha. So now, that, there was an yeah. iTunes comment. This is from Blunt Force Trauma. These guys need one of those ads. Uninformed commentators hate them. Seriously, I'm constantly telling my wife how wrong TV commentators are because I listen to Sims and the LEF. K-O-E. Man. Break down what's really going on. They are the truth. Question. Stafford. Accuracy. Sixth. Yards. Third. Yards per attempt. Seventh. TDs. Fifth. Rating. Sixth. Deep ball. Quarterback rating. First. He has no run game and only Brissett has been sacked more. Does Stafford have an MVP case? He didn't make the Pro Bowl. Drew Brees got in over him. Mm. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, it's, you know, again, it's a name and the record on the team and they go, well, it's Drew Brees and that's why I hate the Pro Bowl. Mm. It's why I don't think that you know, sorry, for to our man's point, I just don't think like the fans of the media should be voting. I think it should stay within the players, and I don't mean that as a disrespectful thing. I just right. mean that, you know, players and coaches are the ones getting to see most of this for real without hearing to hear commentators. Do the players know enough about what's going on in the league? For to the vote? most part, been our thing. yeah, I mean, for the most part, to a degree, but yeah, there's going to be a handful of guys on every team that they're just there to play football. Yep. They don't go home and they're really not pay attention. Highlights. Right. And, it, and or you know, or they only know the teams that we've played, right? They're they're not, yeah, like you said, they they know what we've seen on film and crossover yeah. film, but they don't know really what's going on with the rest of the league. Tight ends, you nailed Gronk and Jimmy Graham. Yep. Notable offensive linemen that you said, DeCastro, Pouncey, and Lawan in the AFC, yeah. all of them got in. Cool. Zach Martin, Lane Johnson got in. Andrus Pete did not get in. Mm. Instead, Brandon Brooks and Brandon Scherf got in at guard. Okay. I mean, I, Brooks deserves to be in. Did I leave him out of our conversation, too? You, you didn't give us all five, so you okay. were just saying names that I came know, to I know. I should mind. have put Brandon Brooks. He's another one because he's been phenomenal. Yes, I would have taken... Um, who the hell are we talking Scherf. about? Scherf. I, I would have taken who over Scherf? Who Pete. Was yeah, Pete. Pete. I would have. I think Andrews Pete this year is arguably the best offensive lineman in football. That's how good I think he is. But it'll be another year because the public's going to have to hear his name a little bit more. Defensive ends, you absolutely nailed the three that got in the NFC. Everson Griffin, Demarcus Lawrence, and Cam Jordan. Uh, people were saying that Brandon Graham got snubbed, but I could see Cam Jordan over him. In the AFC, you said both Bosa and Ingram, but it was Bosa, Calais Campbell, and Khalil Mack. Yeah. Uh, and then the outside linebackers were Von Miller, Jadavian Clowney, and Terrell Suggs. Uh, defensive tackles. Cam Hayward did not make it. Malik Jackson did. And then you nailed the two in the NFC, Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. Uh, instead of Cam Hayward, the defensive tackle for the AFC was Geno Atkins, Jarrell Casey, and Malik yeah. Jackson. Yeah. I didn't think Jarrell Casey 
or Geno Atkins deserved it over Cam Hayward. I don't think so either. No, I think Cam Hayward has been the other than Ryan Shazier on that defense, he's been the best player on one of the five best defenses in football all year. I think he should have been in. You yes. got Shazier and Mosley. Telvin Smith did not make it to the Pro Bowl. Right. Uh, NFC, you went 0-4 in the, in the linebackers. You oh, said Ogletree, Deion Jones, and Eric Kendricks, but instead it was um, Chandler Jones, Ryan Kerrigan, and Anthony Barr with Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner. Yeah, see, that that's where... Okay, so they picked. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, their names. You know, Bobby Wagner. He's really good. Don't get me wrong. Luke Keekley's really good. They just they got the name power over those. Who did I pick for the inside Ogletree, linebacker? Ogletree, Deion Jones, and Eric Kendricks. Yeah, I I would have picked them. I think those guys had better years than those two. Those two there. They're really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, also, the thing that drives me crazy about the outside linebacker conversation. Okay, bar- are they pass rushers or are they linebackers? Well, Kerrigan, yeah, Kerrigan and Kerrigan's Chandler Jones a defensive are defensive ends. They really they are. are yeah. But that's what we always argue yeah. about is that flex. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerbacks, the four that you named, all made it: Bouye, Ramsey, Rhodes, and Lattimore. Right. You went over on all of the safeties. In the AFC, you said McCourty, Gibson, and Jamal Adams, but instead it was Eric Weddle, Rashad Jones, and Micah Hyde. Okay, say that again now. You said Devin yep. McCourty, Gibson, and Adams. Yep. It was Weddle, Rashad Jones, and Micah Hyde. Man. The, yeah. I think Micah Hyde gets in off interception Interceptions, numbers. definitely. And he had a good year. And Weddle's had a good year. No, they're just, those those three are not as good as the three eyes. In, in my eyes. The way they affect the game on a play-to-play basis, certainly not. I don't understand how Rashad Jones made the Pro Bowl. I, I don't either. Their but, defense stinks. Yeah. It's been uh, better lately. The but, NFC, yeah. you picked Keanu Neal and Harrison Smith. Neither of them made the Pro, Pro Bowl. Instead, it was Earl Thomas, Landon Collins, and Malcolm Jenkins. Man. Mm, I disagree with that totally. I mean, Earl Thomas has no business being in there. I mean, none. I mean, he's he's solid. He's good. I don't think he's in the same classes. And Landon Collins did not have a good year. Yeah, I just think that's their the whole way defense it. stunk. I, but I think Malcolm Jenkins is the second best safety on his own team. So I, I, I don't I don't agree with any of that. This I really means don't. this means Gabe that Landon Collins is going to be a Pro Bowler for the next ten years. Most he's likely, just gonna get he's in New York, and he's, and he's awesome. He is one of the five five or six best safeties in football. But he did not have a great year. And Keanu Neal, you know, again, I mean, he's Keanu Neal is special. Now has the most forced fumbles in the first two seasons in anybody in NFL history. That's interesting. With eight. He is, and he had his third on Monday night against the Tampa Bay Hey, Bucks. he is a better version than Cam Chancellor. Wow. Yeah. Ever was? He has more potential. Like Cam in his prime when he was in year three or four and he had played a little. Okay, maybe that's better than the Cam O'Neill right now. But Cam O'Neill's physical ability is oh, better than Cam Chancellor's. He, he destroys people. He is amazing. Nick, call up Big Phil. Let's hear that dial tone. I just want to get a quick comment here from Sleep Alt, best football podcast out there. Uh, he goes on to say... Can we get some love for Rick Spielman? The Vikings yeah. have one of, if not the best rosters in football, and look at the guys who signed contracts this year and last year. Case Keenum, Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith, Andrew Sandejo, Xavier Rhodes, Mike Remmers, Riley Reef, Latavius Murray, Linval Joseph, and Everson Griffin, mm-hmm. and the Vikings still have the six most cap space going into next year. Yes. And we still make fun of him for that Sam Bradford trade. Right. But he was just trying to keep them going. No, that was a great trade. Yeah. I mean, it, this. Uh, Peter, it, what's going on? Hey, hey, what up there, big guy? Hey but, there, big guy, what's but, up? But the, the guy. Hey, man, I'm a 
I'm getting ready to do some work. So as soon as I get rid of the YouTube clowns, I'll get back to work. Oh, gee. All right, well, Sims, little Sims, Christopher, keep finishing your point about Rick Spielman. Oh, I, I, I do. I mean, he, our, our, uh, who was that? Who was our Instagrammer there? It was an iTunes commenter named S.L. Epalt. S.L. Epalt. But he's right. Rick Spielman is a guy that probably does not get enough talk about how high of a quality of a GM he is. Think about that football team. Think about yeah. right. I mean, it's been built perfectly through the draft and free agency. So yeah. uh, it's I mean, a think good... about Thielen and Diggs and the other guys. They sure. Uh, I mean, they've drafted Everson Dalvin Griffin Cook, and if he Barr was and Rhodes and Harrison Smith. So he's really knocked it out. And then this year to get people, Daniel Hunter, the offensive lineman he got yes. this year uh, in free agency, the center, the that he center took. elf line yes. from Ohio State is legit. So uh, it's a very valid point, and he does he gets overlooked too much. He sh- he will be going forward my executive of the year. Ooh, oh, yeah. good stuff. All Never thought that... of it that way, but when you look at the roster, those number one picks, I remember when he took Harrison Smith from Notre Dame, I went, boy, I don't know about that. Right. Okay, well, that was wrong. <laughs> and Xavier Rhodes, he struggled early in his career or whatever, but he's got the guy. And right. who's the guy? He's got Mike Zimmer. Yeah, right. And Mike Zimmer just, he makes all pros. He, he fixes all corners. Uh, and I watched him down in Cincinnati. They'd always draft a cornerback or whatever. He, I think he he finally got over the fact Jonathan Joseph, right? That's who they lost to the yes. Houston Texans. Right, exactly. He was heartbroken over that. But everybody he picks and works with at the cornerback position has really turned out to be a really good pro. So he knows what he's doing when it comes to coaching. It really is awesome. All right, we are with the LeVar Ball of the NFL, <laughs> Big Phil Sims. Uh, and Le- I had a guy named, you know, I was telling, I don't know if I told Christopher or not, uh, was it yesterday? But yes. The days blend in together, I just know that. It was yesterday, but- and this guy, I think, just talked, he just chimed into the podcast saying he walks by you in the hallways when you're doing Showtime. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's T- TJ. TJ, I, I told you he did. Yeah, yesterday, I told I you one of our big teams we played in high school was Thomas Jefferson, so I won't forget that. Right and uh, whatever. So he was—he's a big fan of you too. I don't know why, but he says he does <laughs> listen to the podcast. So no, that's awesome. Don't have across the bear. That's his. He has to listen to you too. That's awesome. So uh, what's going on today? What I, are we doing? Let's well, see. I don't really have many issues with this one because let's think of Case Keenum. Okay. Okay. Right. Now, first off, I had a coach. Won't say who, when he did it, because I don't want to give the coach away. Said he stinks. He has no business being in a camp or being in practice or being in the NFL. Right. And look where he is now. Right. So, Out him, Phil. What's his name? Lucky, What's the coach's name? Lucky. Yeah. You have to be lucky to be Case Keenum and fight your way through the bureaucracy and everything of the NFL. And he's down there. I think, I don't even know. I didn't even look it up. Did he start with the Houston Texans, a free agent? Yes. And, you know, whatever gets a chance to play because somebody's hurt, moves around. He's, of course, plays in St. Louis. Then he's out in, when they move to L.A., plays for a bad offense, no talent, terrible system, fights his way through it, gets enough on film where you go, wow, this guy could be a decent backup. And there he is. Now look look what happens. But my point being, if they make it to the playoffs, which they are, if they lose, Yes. What's it going to say about him? It's, it's, just gonna, it's going to be all do. him. It's uh, they're going to blame it on him. Well, of course. There we go. There you you caught the whole thing. What I was trying to say. Blake Bortles falls in that category, even though he's really putting up terrific numbers, right. playing well. I'm actually going to do a video of him here as soon as I get off the phone with you two. But the same thing is going to be said about him. When they lose, 
listen, they're going to lose. He won't have a great game and see them lose. Um, and it'll all be about Blake Bortles, and it'll be the same for Nick Foles, being the backup yeah. to Carson Wentz, who we all love and everybody thinks the world of him. But somehow they'll pin it on Nick Foles. Right. Do you know what that's and, called, you know, Big that's Phil? The, that's the life of the NFL, but especially quarterbacks who – who the public is not behind, or yes. how, however you want to say it. Big yeah. Phil, it's Just called. Don't say, it's, oh, they're the man. It's called Andy Dalton syndrome. It's, yes, it is. It, it's like maybe, you, you, you can do whatever you want. That because Andy Dalton at least was drafted by the right. Cincinnati Bengals, came in and got to start right away, and had success right away. Right. And uh, his success then became a detriment because. You know, you got to validate it, Adam, with a playoff win. Oh, yeah. All about Prime time. You. Prime time. You don't <laughs> win Under the you bright lights. Validate who you are. Yeah. Let's see. I did a playoff game once in the Cincinnati Bengals against the Indianapolis Colts. And if I remember, Rex Burkhead was the slot receiver right. for the Cincinnati Bengals that day. They had no receivers, no chance to win. The Colts were actually really good then. But when the game was over, you know, hey, Talk about how Andy Dalton failed again. Can you do that? No, right. I can't. Right. Because it's not his fault. How about that? Yeah. So, how about that? Uh, that's the way it goes with that stuff. All right. Pop culture question for Big Phil is. Are we doing this again? I mean, I answered all the questions last week. Oh, you were so good. We had to do it again. What is a sturdy Millie Rock? Uh, say it again. What is a Millie Rock, and what does it mean if the Millie Rock is sturdy? Is sturdy. Okay, this is pop culture. Well, yes. I mean, you know, first off, what's pop culture? What's that mean? I mean, just whatever the hell is popular. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, is that what it is? You okay. know, like you know, the... I never even knew that. I thought it was just you had to be young and hip to know what pop means. <laughs> um, I have absolutely, if you gave me three uh, answers to that or three choices, I know I would never get, okay. get it is, right. Is a sturdy milli rock a new type of bicycle that is being ridden right now? Is a sturdy milli rock a dance move? Is a sturdy milli rock a new show on television? Which of the three is it, Big Phil? It must be a dance move. It is a dance This guy is all over pop culture. Wow. There you go. Are you on Snapchat? You know, when it comes to dancing, who do you want to go to? You go to me, man. I'm the king. Well, yeah, we saw your workout video from the 80s. He was dancing in Times Square. And dancing with a boombox. Well, I think I've I've also told the guys the story about your dancing at Deirdre's wedding and what you did to that poor woman. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you said that on the podcast. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Why'd you have to bring that up, son? She Uh, tripped and fell. You broke a woman's wrist. (laughs) She got hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, if you're trying to stay up with me, it's it's tough. That's amazing. So, big big Phil, are you going to be at the Super Bowl this year? I will be. Are you going to come and hang out with us on Radio Row and well, do all that no stuff? Well, he has no choice now. I mean, he's going to be there. He's got no choice. Well, no, I'm only going to be there. I don't think I'm going to stay the whole week. Uh, I don't know what yet. We film Showtime on Monday nights at the Super Bowl, so we'll all be right. over there in the Minnesota indoor. What's it called? All right, like what, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Minnesota let's have a nice little round table. Dome. Tuesday or Wednesday, let's get together. Tuesday or Wednesday, that's a possibility. We could do that. Uh, nothing else, nothing else for you guys to ask me to gripe about. I, I actually or, you know. No, get... I do. I have something I want to oh, ask him. Chris has one, and this is it. All right, we okay, know. Okay, let's go. All right, and I don't want a huge explanation here. New England's the number one team in football. I'd like to hear who the rest of your top five would be. Who's the number two and three? Yeah, me and Sims. I'd actually like to hear this. this. Week. You know, would you put Minnesota two? Well, you, you know, you catch me off guard with these questions. Well, that's the, the point teams. of them. Pull, the teams. pull up the team. Before he came on, I still I would put Pittsburgh two. Yes, you would put Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh two. Pittsburgh two. And then would you go two, Min- Minnesota and three? Then, 
Wow. Minnesota, Rams, Jacksonville, Philadelphia, New Orleans. Rams. You'd go Rams. I take the Rams. I probably would put – I definitely would put New Orleans in my top five too. But, man, we're going to know a lot here in the next two weeks. But, uh, yes. So Rams, you and I talk about it. Every time I watch them, I watched the game the other day. It's great to be a quarterback for the Rams. And didn't get hit. Didn't have to really make any plays, and they just go to a blowout victory over the Seattle Seahawks. That that, that tells you, and you know, yeah. you are a really good team when you can do something like that. All right, so cool. That's, so you went New England, Pittsburgh, Rams, Minnesota, New Orleans. That would be your top yeah, five. Yeah, let me rephrase that. Let yeah. me put Minnesota ahead of the Rams. Okay, so you uh, would. Okay, that's yeah, I would too. It's close though, but yes, I but got you. You caught me off guard. I wasn't ready. So All right, I'm just trying to do it on the fly. Yeah, well, good. That's, that's why great. I asked you. That was good. Okay, it was a good, audible. good stuff. All right. Well, that was pretty average by you guys today. So I hope next week you can pick it up a little and let's, you know, get into something better. But hey, thanks for carrying the show, hey, man. Th- what? We rely on you for Thanks hits. for carrying the show. Thank you. You're the man. All right, guys. Y'all have a great day. Hey, right, yep. Very Merry Christmas, Gabe says. All right. He hung up. <laughs> next week, I think the question so I think you should ask Phil if he's playing Trivia HQ. Ooh, I would like to know what if he is knows HQ what, trivia. Yeah, I, I bet a, you Chris doesn't even know what that probably is. Probably not. I feel like his kids might be doing it. I don't think so. Maybe not. Trivia HQ, high quality trivia. It's uh, a it's an it's a trivia game that's sweeping the nation, Sims. Woo! Yeah. All right, let's do a quick little i uh, an Instagram one, one through eleven. But you've already guessed two. two. Well, we're going to eleven. Going to eleven. Staying with the Sims. This family. is from Baby Underscore Jesus fourteen. What up, Baby Jesus? Was Cadillac Williams a freak Ooh, to play with? He was. Cadillac Williams was. Gosh, uh, if he doesn't tear his patella tendon, um, yes, I do think he was going to be one of the generation's better running backs. I, I do. Cadillac had it all. He could run between the tackles with power. He can make people miss in space. You know, he couldn't run for 80-yard touchdowns, but could run for 50-yard gains. And then he could catch the ball and block. And he was a really all-around good football player. And, man, I'm just – I think about Cadillac sometimes with some of the collisions when I gave him the ball, and, and I, I wouldn't carry out my fake a lot of the times because I was like, damn, I, I want to watch the run. So fuck your fake, John Gruden. And uh, – <laughs> He would yell at me all the time. Is that you, actually that's actually you, something you thought about? Could you uh, run, run, carry out your fake? What I was like, I oh, was, so you mean like the cut, the hand yeah. it off and fake roll out like you're gonna throw yeah, like it. a boot? So maybe you want to keep the backside guy complacent or whatever it may be. And at certain certain big plays or a big run, I'd be like, yeah, fuck the boot. Like I'm gonna, I want to watch Cadillac. You're that's like, actually a thought in your head on the football field. Yes, definitely. you would wow. see a yes. hole and go, this could be big. And I got so good at it too, where they would actually the running backs would come back to me and be like, you think I picked the right hole there? I kind of. And, I was, and they would like literally, and, and I, they would get up from plays, and I'd be like, "Oh, Cadillac, you missed it. The hole was to the right. You're right eye dominant. Yeah, your you hole was to the right." But getting back to the point, I oh man, Cadillac was a player. Yes, he was a player. I can see you getting excited. He really was one of my favorite teammates ever, and I still remember the the you know remember Dan Morgan, the middle linebacker of with the Carolina Panthers, he, the original Luke Kick. Right, really, and then he he had to end up you with know really leaving football because of concussions, and yeah. I can remember one of the last collisions was with the Cadillac Williams, and I mean I gave him the ball left co and he went up the middle in Carolina it was a huge division game for us and man they hit and I just remember thinking like holy shit so, like yeah. my neck would have broken seven different spots right there and Cadillac hit Dan Morgan and Dan Morgan's head went back and he bounced off the hey, tackle and kept hey. running and I was just like damn so I did the research we did it last year yeah. where I went through and I looked up the statistics that I thought were important for a playoff run hmm. those being Time of possession, yep. 
How is your offense in the red zone? How is your defense in the red zone? How often do you sack the quarterback when they throw it? And how often do you get sacked when you throw it? And then turnover margin. Okay. I went back and looked. In week 14 of last year, if you remember, there were three teams that were not in the playoff race at that time that actually had better scores than everybody else. I remember us. And those three teams were Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and Philadelphia. That's hilarious. little indicative. here we are. Here we are you where they they were so close last year in a lot of ways but they something just happened that right. wasn't there so right. i have the i have like 16 teams the teams that are still eligible to make the playoffs we're going to play a little guessing game with Josh and Sims Josh of course in most guessing games with Sims he beat him i usually win these this is Let what me happens. pull up the teams i got the teams okay, okay. i want my own teams we're going to start off with time of possession of all the teams that are eligible in the playoffs in the AFC which one is best at time of possession the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fendrick, what is your guess? Uh, I will go the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Boyaka shot! All right, all right, it's early, it's early. Who has the best time of possession in the NFC? I will go with the Minnesota Vikings. I will go with the Philadelphia Eagles. 2 nothing. Chris Sims. Damn. Philadelphia Boy, Eagles. You've, you've improved a lot since last year. I'm proud oh. of you. The Philadelphia Eagles are the it's number good. one time of possession team in the NFL. Yeah. Last year, the two teams that were top in time of possession, Cowboys. Oakland and, De- and Dallas. Yeah. Uh, there are six teams in the top ten for time of possessions in the playoffs. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans, and Carolina. Run games and quarterbacks who can convert third downs. The worst uh, time of possession in the AFC that's still eligible is Buffalo, their 30th. Yeah. And the worst in the NFC is Seattle at 21st. That makes sense. We've talked about the Seattle all year, right? I mean, Seattle, it's three plays and a touchdown, or it's three plays and out. Exactly. Are you giving us the teams that are high in these rankings but not in the playoff race like you did last year? No, because this year it's like I only have the 16 teams that are eligible. Last year, I did like you did all 12. thirty-two, yeah. right? Uh, red zone offense. Mm. Who has the best red zone offense percentage in the AFC? I mean, New England. I, yeah, I mean, I got to go New England. New England is tenth. The wow. best in the AFC is actually Jacksonville oh. at fifth. Mm. Who has the best red zone offense in the NFC? L.A. Rams. I'm going to still go with the Eagles. The Eagles are the number one red zone offense Damn. in the NFL. The Rams are actually twentieth. I would think the Saints are up there. The Saints are eighth, right? And Dallas is fourth. Yeah. Uh, but the worst in the AFC in the red zone is Kansas City. They're twenty eighth. The worst in the NFC is huh, Seattle. Yeah. Twenty second. There you go. There's no red zone offense. They rely on the big play, right? It's Tyree Kill for seventy yards or Kareem Hunt for fifty for a touchdown. It's never like an eight yard completion by Alex Smith. Philadelphia is scoring in the red zone sixty seven percent of the time. Arizona is worst in the NFL at thirty eight percent. That's mm. probably the reason they're doing so bad this Damn. year. Sacks per pass attempt offense. So this is who protects their quarterback, which quarterback is getting sacked the least percentage amount of time out of all the teams eligible still in the AFC. Pittsburgh. Chargers. The Chargers are the number one team at protecting the quarterback in the NFL. I think you've been watching more football than me this year. <laughs> we have a 4 nothing. Did you really Sims beat me league. last year? On this? I did, yeah. Did you really? I think I whooped you pretty bad. Damn, Pittsburgh is, though, third in the NFL. All right, so I was all right there. Yeah, yeah, you're a good one. Who is the won. best in the NFC at protecting the quarterback? The best in the NFC. At the per- least amount of sacks per pass attempt in the NFC. Mm. Minnesota. I'm going to go... Ooh. I think it's going to be the Saints or the Rams, and I'm going to go with the Saints. The Saints 
are the second best team in the NFL at protecting the quarterback. Uh, What did you pick, the Vikings? I said Minnesota. The Vikings are sixth in the NFL. In terms of protecting the quarterback, eight teams are in the top ten in terms of protecting the quarterback. So if you protect the quarterback, you're going to be in there. Or if your quarterback's athletic enough to get out of trouble, too, those are the things you have to look at. Unless you're Buffalo, they're 28th or the worst in the AFC. The worst in the NFC still eligible is Detroit at 25th. That makes sense. Matt Stafford is getting sacked a lot. Well, everybody knows they're going to throw. Nobody gives a shit about their run game. Now, in terms of those three categories, (laughs) time of possession, red zone offense, and protecting the quarterback, Jacksonville and New Orleans are the only teams in the top 10 in all three categories. Very interesting. Jacksonville's scary, man. Red zone defense. Mm. Which defense is the best in the <laughs> AFC in terms of stopping the opponent in the AFC? Red zone Just defense in the percent. red zone. Just in the red zone. Gosh. Okay. I mean, it's between Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. I know Jacksonville has the better Fendrick, points. Patrick, you will guess first. I'm going to go... Jacksonville. What is your guess? I think it's Pittsburgh for red zone defense. Jacksonville is the number one team in the NFL for red zone defense. Pittsburgh actually has the worst red zone defense of all the AFC playoff contenders at 26th in the NFL. Damn. The best in the NFC. The best in the NFC is Minnesota. The worst red zone defense left in the NFC is Detroit at 28th. All right, so to our commenter about Matt Stafford, I mean, are these points not like just illustrating what he was trying to say? They can't protect him, and they can't stop a defense. They can't stay on the field with time of possession. It's literally, Matt Stafford, bail us out with your amazing right arm. Now I'm sa- mad I went with Pittsburgh. I went with Pittsburgh just to be different. I thought Jacksonville was did. too obvious. You did. Sacks per pass attempt. Which team leads in the AFC for when the opponents drop back to pass, they sack? Jacksonville. <laughs> Josh. Well, I wasn't paying attention at all. Oh, thanks. Uh, so we're only doing a show. He's I'll, go, I'll go Kansas City. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I didn't even hear the Jacksonville question. Jacksonville is the number Dang. one team. Jacksonville, what was the question? Sacks per attempt. Oh, like definitely Jacksonville. Sorry, that was <laughs> Jacksonville <laughs> sacks the opposing quarterback 11.1% of the time. That Scary. their opponent throws. Scary. One out of every ten times they draw back, they sack them. The worst in the NFL is Tampa Bay at 3.6. I could agree The with best team in the up. NFC is the Rams, their second, and the worst is also the Lions, their 24th. Holy shit, the Lions. The Lions are so The Lions bad. should be 4-10. and 10. They really should. Yeah. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Baltimore, and the Chargers are the only teams in the top 10 in both red zone defense and defensive sacks. No NFC team is in the top 10 in both of those so categories. Wait, say, say those teams again, though, just so I can hear them one more Jacksonville, time. Jacksonville, right. Baltimore, right. Tennessee, right. and the Chargers are top 10 in sacking the quarterback and red zone defense. Huh. The, but no NFC teams. Yeah. Minnesota is fourth in red zone defense, but 14th in sacks per pass attempt. Uh, Now, uh, turnovers. Yeah. There are 11 teams that are in the top 10 for turnovers. Who's the number one turnover team in the NFL? Turnover margin. The Jacksonville Jaguars. They are second. Damn, I know there's another one I'm missing that's obvious. Jacksonville's margin is plus 15. Philadelphia? Philadelphia is plus nine. The number one is Baltimore. Ugh. 
from earlier this year at plus 17. The worst margins are Atlanta at minus four in the NFC and Tennessee at minus seven in the AFC. So Baltimore's leading is in turnover margin. In turnover margin. Yes. Okay. Man, I didn't think that. Okay. All right. So here's what I did. I went through, Hmm. and like I did last year, I added up. So it's like golf. The lower your number, the better, because we're going based off of rankings. Last year, Pittsburgh was like number one in the 48 range. It was like the late 40s, early 50s. This year, what do you know? If you include the tank takeaway rankings like I did last year, Minnesota and New Orleans are at 55. Baltimore is 57. Chargers are at 61. New England, just like last year, at this point of the year was 68. Jacksonville. All right, so wait, what are you adding up right now? What I do is yeah. I add up where you rank. Right. Oh, gotcha. So I'm adding up the rankings in uh, red zone offense and defense, right. sacks offense and sorry, defense, sorry. Okay. and all that stuff. Yep, sorry. So I'm adding up the rankings for a cumulative ranking. Gosh, Jacksonville's going to be what? Jacksonville 38? has 20. Everyone else is in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and in these statistics, That's amazing. time of possession, red zone offense and defense, sacking the quarterback, and then not getting sacked, Jacksonville has a cumulative ranking of 20, and that includes turnover. I think turnovers, when I look at the rankings, when I do it all up, are a little bit fluky because you'll have like five tied for second and then the next one is seventh and throws it off. So when I took out takeaway rankings, they have 18 because it's not that much. When I added or subtracted turnovers, they come down to three because their turnover margin is 17. So I said, well, what happens if you add or subtract turnovers? They come down to three points total. Minnesota, the next would be 39. Holy shit. They are that much better in all of those categories than everybody else. Protecting the quarterback, sacking the quarterback, red zone offense, red zone defense, time of possession, and takeaways. I don't know. That's how I think you ter- you. you Determine a game. They're the best team in football. They're the best team in football. But and only, it's not even fucking close. But it's, you know, my issue. If only mm. there was an analyst out there willing to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars... Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay, Fendrick. Because Steve Young apparently Did you tell said, him about this? Yeah. Steve Young apparently said that Jacksonville has, has a team that could probably beat New England. He finally said that on Monday It's so night. annoying. I, I can't stand everybody. Lefko had your back on Twitter. Thanks. He put yes. it out. Mm. But I just found it wildly interesting that they were that much better than everybody else. Uh, but the other teams that were good, no matter the met, when you add them all up, Jacksonville, Minnesota, New Orleans, Baltimore's up there. Yeah. The Chargers, because they can protect and get after the quarterback. Right. Philadelphia, New England, Carolina is sort of where Doug it comes Marone- with bringing the offensive approach of like the Parcells Belichickian away of managing a football game, managing your quarterback, you know, bootlegs, power run football, right. Blake Bortles, you know, don't take sats. Our defense is good. Let's play the field position game. All those little things is why Doug Marone should be in the conversation for coach of the year. I think it should be Doug Marone, Sean McVay, Doug Peterson. Yeah. Right. I think Doug Peterson should be up there too. I do too. Uh, all right. Random Instagram number. You've already guessed two and 11. Let's go with number seven. Number seven. Alex Tremlin, his Instagram DM was talking about quarterbacks and systems and whether or not they're a system guy. And his question was, how many quarterbacks in the NFL could fit any system? Oh, how many could fit any system? Okay. Pull Pull up the names. I'm pulling them up. 
Um, any quarterback in the NFL that can fit any system. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Matt Stafford. Wentz. Oh, oh, look at what this. We got Give me the wide shot. The wheels on the bus go. Chip Poltley. Chip Poltley. Chip Poltley. Thanks, Wheels. That was great. Good yep, job, Wheels. Yep. I wanted to bring it in during the show. Quarterbacks that could fit any system. <laughs> Sorry. So, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. Yep. Deshaun Watson. Carson Wentz. Ooh. Carson Wentz. Ooh. You said Matt Stafford, right? Yep. Um, we said Russell Wilson. Jameis? Tom Brady? <sighs> wow. Well, because Brady's going to have issues with like systems like, let's say, San Francisco, who want to run a lot of bootlegs. and so, Have you seen Tom Brady run a bootleg last few years? No. Think about that. Yeah. No, I just think about Tom Brady when he sees pressure and he, he just starting to He's amazing at all those. I'm just yeah. saying, like for the teams that want to move the quarterback and do those things, that's where I think he misses. Again, People, are, I, I, you know, everybody thinks. Would you I'm, put Jimmy G in that list? I would. Quarterbacks that could fit in any system. Yes, I would. Now, and you know, to to that point, just to defend Brady, some of those guys I've mentioned won't be as good in the in the New England system right. and working the pocket and making the decisions and the big throws within the pocket. So, just before the 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 militia of New England yes. gets after me, there, that's the point I would like to make. Uh, Dak Prescott would fit it. You know, like I don't think Big Ben fits every system anymore at this Trubisky? point of his career. Trubisky would as well. Andy Dalton, Cam Newton would as well. No. Andy Dalton, yeah, yeah, he could do it. He could. So you're thinking the athletic part and the ability. to I, throw. Yeah, it has to be both. It has Kirk to be a Cousins. little bit of both, right? You have to worry. So be- your issue is the guys that are a little not as mobile right now because that's becoming a big part of the game. Yes, not as mobile. You're you're going to take away some of the offenses that love to do you know all the bootleg stuff, which I just don't think that Brady or Roethlisberger. The reason you don't see them asked Eli. to do it is because they don't they can't do it. It's not their strength. Every week, Sim sends me his game notes. I try to figure out his talk about writing. game week. What notes last week? Did you know that? No, we did. Did we? Yeah. We just I, did it real quick, right? I mixed them in. Okay. Uh, Patriots Steelers. Steelers didn't fall into the Patriots 21 or 12 personnel trap. Oh, okay. That's a good question. That's a good one. What does that mean? It means that they, New England loves to get into big personnel. Two tight ends. Uh, one back, two tight ends is 12, right? Two backs, one tight end is 21. They love to get you into that personnel for you to go, okay, they might run the ball. Let's get big. And then they go, hurry up. And or they go, play action. And they kill people with the, you know, the famous pop pass, right? Play action. He comes up and he Quick hits a little. post behind the linebackers, right? right? Pittsburgh basically said, nah, fuck you. Well, you prove to us you're going to run it. to us you're going to run it first, and then maybe we'll bring it in. So they kept in nickel and dime and just basically played the pass and said, mm. go ahead, line up in that. So I just thought that was a brilliant thing. Have other teams done that this year? No, not really. But like New England. What you, and, what you were saying to your question there right. is I feel like all the time people are like, oh, they're pretending to run. We should respect that. Where I feel like Belichick's like, no. Prove to us, and it sounds like it's the first time that somebody went to Belichick. No, prove to us you can run. Exactly right. I mean, what, I, I don't know why uh, make New New England doesn't really want to no. run it, right? We know that. I mean, they're going to run it if they got to, but they don't want to. They know they're going to be more surgical with the pass game and Brady. So don't fall for that. Like the Saints are the same team. If I'm playing the Saints and they get in real big personnel, fuck more times than not, I'm going to play defense. I'm going to play pass because they're they're mm. going to try to. He's going to try to gash you with a play action pass and get fifty yards. You wrote. No Allen Branch is big, yes. and it came out today. He's expected to miss a few weeks. He's not getting surgery. How okay. big is that that they've lost Allen Branch for a yeah, few weeks? Yeah, it's big because he started off slow in the year, but the you know the last... 
five, six weeks when he was playing, he was becoming the mosh pitter that we saw last year where you just can't move him. He turned it on last year, Right, too. he did. And and in really the last few weeks he turned it on. When they came back from the bye and I did that, you know, I was out in Denver for that game and the Oakland game, I mean, when they were in Mexico City, yeah, he's be, he was becoming that guy we saw last year. So this so is big. It is big. They just needed to get him back for – Divisional playoff. And you did say Thune is going to be a liability versus the NFC, the guard Joe Thune. And I wrote down, well, what about Jacksonville? You're exactly right. I mean, I didn't mean to disclude them. This is what happened to the Texans last year. Patriots play the Texans, Jadavian Clowney right. just put right in the middle and blew up the interior. And yes. it sounds like that's still an issue for the Patriots. Still an issue. Thune's good in the run game, but he really struggles in pass pro. And it's really been an issue the Feet? last... I mean, feet overpowering. He's just not a naturally really big man. Yes. So when you're not naturally really big at that and position, you have to let people run at you. And you're bracing for the power, going, "Oh God, I got to stop this big guy." And, and then, then Malik he, Jackson he gives you a side hits you step, with one and you go, "Oh shit, I was ready for the power." When Jacksonville beats New England, we need to get the clip of you saying it like seven weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Eagles Giants. Kelsey, things he has to do are special, best center in space in the NFL. He was one of the guys that uh, Chris Long came out and said apparently the voters are trash cans because they didn't put Ryan Kelsey in the Pro Bowl. He, or not Ryan, Jason Yeah, Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. He's, uh, I mean, yeah, simply put, I mean, just the big runs that occur more times than not for the Philadelphia Eagles are because of Kelsey. And then Remember this, two years ago when they were saying he was done? He was struggling a little bit. And I know he was banged up too, right, that year? I think he was a little, but regardless. It was also like Chip Kelly was like, hey, Indomitian Sue's two gaps away. Yeah, can, can you, you get, get over to there his and outside block? shoulder? Yeah, exactly right. It was unrealistic things being asked. You wrote this. You wrote yeah. two things about the Eagles and The screen and game, he's awesome too, though, Kelsey. Oh, because he yeah. can fucking run. Right. Eagles and Saints were two teams that I crushed, and after reading your notes, you had one comment about the Eagles I thought encapsulized both. Life in the NFL. You blow three coverages, ref misses a big penalty, and then all of a sudden it's a game. Right. They missed three plays. The ref didn't see a pick on the Sterling Shepard play, which apparently was blatant. Right, blatant. And so it should have been a a bigger Eagles You you bite on two slant and goes. Malcolm Jenkins doesn't carry a guy and cover four up the seam on a big third down, and Eli throws a post. I can't remember who he hit to down the middle for like 25 yards on a big third down. You do that. The referees miss the pick play. All of a sudden, it's a fucking game. I don't care who you are. I mean, bring back the 78 Steelers. You make those mistakes, and you put them against the Browns, it's going to be a close game. And you said the same thing with the Saints, you said the Jets are a tough matchup for the Saints right. because they have a very big front seven right. and two active safeties yes. who are in charge of their little movements over the middle. No doubt. And I didn't realize Andrus Pete wasn't on the injury report, but he didn't play. He didn't play. And I didn't realize that until after the game. I didn't either. And because I remember he, he was used as like a as like a just in case insurance policy. I think he was. I well, I think they did I Again, I'm going to say they did a New England move. He goes, what What do I need to risk him for? I think we're yeah. the better team here. We should be able to win So maybe I was him. a little too hard on both of those teams. Yeah, I mean, I understand that the game was a little, like, your Eagles game was frustrating, but your Eagles were, like, this close so many times, just, so just blowing, blowing them, them out. Them yeah. out. And, then, and, yeah, they made a few mistakes early on. Uh, the Saints dominated that game. And the Coleman, like, you you know, you, you Two said Two fumbles it. in the red zone. Were, they were huge. They, they were. were huge. Yeah. And you wrote, end of game pass interference has to go. Gosh, was it that? What game was I right? Which one was that it? one? It says it was, it was a bad offense, and you have two wide, two corners, and it's just it's oh. not fair. Oh no, was I writing about that? But the Steelers, Saints, Jets. Oh, the Saints, Jets. I know. I'm trying to think about what play it was. I know I'm losing my mind here because I've watched mm-hmm. too many things. But yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of what the hell the play was. Too many times. I might have to bring it up. 
I didn't write it. That's all I wrote, though? They didn't write any names or numbers there? No, I don't remember. You did say that we we can't forget that losing Okafor was a huge loss for the Saints. Man, the Saints, we, we did, cannot. And then, then and the then fact they just that they lost to A.J. Klein. And they didn't have Hendrickson in the game, too. What's mm. Hendrickson's status? I don't even know don't as know. far as number 91 Last thing I'll end is you were writing about Cowboys Raiders, and you wrote, I swear Des Bryant is faster with the ball in his hands than when he's just running without it. Yes. I was encouraged by the Cowboys game. That's why I'm telling you, I think that if they get into the playoffs, no, I know. they could make a fucking run. They can be dangerous. Uh, you know, their, their scheme creativity on both sides of the ball hinders them. Right. But it's so, so simple. Some of the moves they made in the secondary with Xavier Rhodes, the kid 35, who I'm blanking on his name off the top of my head. Chidobe Awuzie. Chidobe Awuzie at 30, number 33. They are really Jordan st- Lewis. They're starting to get Jordan Lewis is 27, but 35 the is a safety. safety. Frazier. Frazier, right. Kayvon Frazier. Good job. Good pull. Those They have made a difference in the team because now they're getting comfortable and they're fast as and hell. Frazier all of them. hits. They do. They all throw their body around. So that, with their D-line, what's David Irving's status, you know? Hasn't been playing lately. I know. So yeah, you wrote, they're doing all this without David Irving. Right. Which is a big deal. And, and and man, 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 if there was ever a game where I could sit down with everybody listening and go, let me just show you how big these holes are and that Ezekiel Elliott would have got oh, yeah. 50 yards and Alfred Moore's got 10. Dallas is going to finish 10-6 and because I think the Eagles are going to mail it in in Week 17. Yeah. And they're going to go – maybe they get to the playoffs. Yeah, I'd will, rather see the Cowboys in the playoffs than the Falcons. I would agree. Falcons are the kings of between the 20s. I would agree. They don't punch it in. But my point, just real quick, I'm sorry, with with the end of the game pass interference, because it also happened in the Raiders-Cowboys game, okay? The fourth down. That was a bullshit call. It's a crab tree. That's a bullshit call, okay? Jordan Lewis played that ball perfectly. Crabtree initiated the contact and pushed him off. Jordan Lewis was turned around going to try to play the ball, but since he got pushed off originally by Crabtree, he kind of lost his balance. And they were both looking at the ball, trying to play. I just I don't agree with it. Too much bad quarterback play being rewarded. Like was that, that? A pers- was that pass interference on Julio that didn't get called in the end zone that one time? I thought he got tackled by two guys. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, but I haven't watched that film yeah. yet, so I can't tell you. But that happened in the Jets game too, and I just can't think of the exact play that it was. That's what's driving me crazy. I don't remember who it was either. Yeah. Uh, random IG number. You've guessed two, eleven, and, and seven. seven. Let's go, Troy Aikman. He's number eight. eight. Yes. King Ethan, speak, this is perfect timing. Sim said Zeke is arguably the best player in the NFL. How would he do behind Seattle's offensive line? Oh, I mean, it would be tough sledding. Yes. Now, the thing that would make it real scary, though, is him with Russell Wilson on the read option would make the offensive line look better. Like even Marshawn Lynch's last year in Seattle, the offensive line wasn't good, but because of Wilson and Marshawn, they kind of made it look a little bit better than what it really was. Um he would still be a thousand yard rusher, but he'd be like, it'd be, you'd have a lot of games where you'd go, damn, he had 20 carries for 25 yards. Like, they're just. You still think he'd be successful? I though. still think he would be successful, yes, yes. MVP Sims's updated rankings. Currently tied for first place. How are we doing this this week? Are we doing this the whole season or just this week? <laughs> I just want to know so I know what to expect. Brady has 25 points. Wentz has 25 points. Russell Wilson has nine. Rodgers has seven, 
and Kareem Hunt and Alex Smith are tied for fifth. Is Rodgers about to make a comeback here? I don't know. Who do you have at number three for your MVP rankings? He's got the defensive players up. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. This is the first time that Le'Veon Bell has been mentioned. Welcome the to the party, Le'Veon. Number three. Number two. Number two. We're staying at running back. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley makes his first appearance into the MVP ranking. Sims getting a little wild this week. How about this? Before this, there Wentz was only Wentz and Wilson one. are out. They're out. Wentz and Wilson will no longer be achieving votes. No. Who is number one? Thomas. Brady. M.K. Brady. I don't even know if that's his middle name, but Thomas Brady. <laughs> uh, so it looks like Tom Brady's going to run away with it. Uh, what do you think of this story it's about... It's weird. I, oh, that too. Okay. The dietitian kicking out his, yeah. his special person. You've Alex. talked about this guy. I have. Yeah. What's his last name? Go, something with a G. Alex Gonzalez? Some, no. I was going to say Guerrero. Guerrero. Stand by. Uh, but I know that apparently he was... Alex Guerrero. Alex Guerrero. Apparently he was helping out other members of the team, yeah. and now he's been blocked off. He can't go on certain flights. He can't go to away games. He's not allowed on the sideline anymore. One, is this going to be a little riff here? Two, what do you think he was doing? There's no riff. One, because it's not going to be a riff, because there's one fucking guy in charge up there, and his name yeah, but, is Bill Belichick. But can we get Butthurt Brady? You know what I mean, I but Butthurt Brady's not going to matter because you can go, damn, this coach is really good and we're good when we, he's so the coach. What do, you, what do you think all this so means? I think what it all means is, first of all, I was always shocked that Alex got to be part of the organization to the to the Why? stand. Because it's just not in an NFL coach's, player's, organization's DNA to bring outsiders in from one player to go, hey, yeah, you can be a part of this, even Are though everyone I- be vegan. Right, yeah, right. Are exactly his ideas right. that weird and different? I don't think they're that weird and different. I, I, I think I think it's really probably about normal. Like I tell you that the NFL teams are 10 years ice, behind. Ice, heat, right, stim. stim. Ice and stim. What's ice and stim? It? That'll but fix why it. kick them out now? Uh, I don't know. This would be my two cents, and I have no inside knowledge of this. But I would think that... Um, there's something came about with somebody that was injured and he gave them this recipe to do this and maybe it set them back or they didn't like something uh. he was doing behind their back to rehab a guy and that somehow became a war with the actual trainers of the Patriots and they went to Bill and were like, Bill, he's doing this and this with this guy. And Bill heard inefficiency, right. I will remove he's it. He's just not going to deal with it. Yeah, because my thing is, I feel like it's been a very, not just the whole NFL, but the Patriots have gotten a ton of entries this yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, Dante Hightower and Edelman and everybody, there's been a lot of big names. Mm -hmm. The fact that they're still winning is a testament to Belichick. I just didn't know why now, and it must be a setback I would think it's something like that. There's been an argument in how to handle a a rehab of one of the top players, whoever Mm -hmm. it may be, maybe an Allen Branch. Who knows? I'm just saying. But, yes, there was a a difference in theories as far as how do you approach it. He would travel with the team and and be around the organization. Yeah, he would. Other do other players give a shit about that that Brady gets to have basically Brady, his I personal mean, assistant or because it's Brady it doesn't matter. Yeah, Brady gets away with it. It's not going nobody's going to get ruffled about Brady. I think just about every other guy in football people would be ruffled with yeah. it other than maybe Brady or Rodgers. Let us do some celebration rankings. Woo-hoo! First up iTunes comment. This is Danny Young Niner Nation. Sup guys, so Sims, you always talk about how the best celebrations are the ones that players do over and over again and piss off other teams. Right. 
Tyreek Hill's peace oh. sign celebration has to be the best for that reason. The guy's a baller and does it every week. I do like it a lot, and I think I've said it at least a few times, right? But, yeah, I know. The only problem is is they just don't get him in the end zone enough to where he can just constantly do it to piss everybody right. off. But, yes, I do like that. Somebody else was doing something this week, and I forgot to write it down. Well, we do have a few here I have for you. Individual still Golden mm. Tate's people's elbow and the team is still the Steelers bench press let's start off there was some good ones this week right was some good ones I actually had to cut a few out that I didn't think like Mark Ingram swimming I took it out it just wasn't up to par he was swimming uh Garrett Selleck pulls out the toy soldier he scores Trent Taylor winds him up and he is a toy soldier Ah, marching around very nice creative very Rob Gronkowski perfect this time of year right I enjoyed this one because it made me laugh Rob Gronkowski is going to score this touchdown over Sean Davis points at him, laughs, and then spikes the ball. That, For me, the emphasis, though, is the pointing and laughing at Sean Davis. Well, you know, he like he, <laughs> he kind of pulled it off by then turning quickly, but I, I yeah, again... He scores, points at him, laughs at him, and then laughs and then spikes. I, 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 it, I think anybody else in football would have got unsportsmanlike conduct with those mm. actions. Sean Davis from... Maryland, yeah. but I, he does that sometimes. I don't know what that is. It's not like a laugh. He's like a broken robot, or what is he? He's a like, British uh, soldier? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I don't know. And then Kyle Rudolph did the icky shuffle against Cincinnati. Oh, yep. Any of those? Who wins the week of those three for individual? Gronk left and Spike Garrett Selleck, Toy Soldier Kyle Rudolph. Icky shovel three tight ends. It's the Toy Soldier. Step by step, heart to heart. Left, right, left, we all fall down now. That was when I stopped listening to Eminem. <laughs> like the Toy Soldier. Uh, better, Toy Soldier that was or People's Elbow? a great song, or early 90s. Uh, I'm going to go with the People's Elbow. And the People's Elbow! Man, we haven't had a change at the top of the leaderboard in a long time. We might get one in front of the team. I thought the Flying V was going to get the Eagles there last there was week. A, I know didn't. there's one that possibly could overthrow this First week. one for teams. Juju Smith-Schuster reenacts his hit on Vontez Perfect and stands over Martavis Bryant. I, I mean, what is the meaning there? Is he like, are they trolling Vontez to be like, Man. we're glad we did this to you? Trolling. You look know at trolling Sims. Is? Yeah, look at yeah. Sims dropping trolling Whoa, off him. Wow. Yeah. Next one up Matthew Stafford hits TJ Jones, and the Lions all get together and they do a dance that was taught to them from Michael Key. What is his name? Key, Key and Peel. Oh, this and is they a line good one. And they do the Rockettes. Yep. Got a chance. Got a chance. This one. The Lions are good. Tyreek Hill. Holiday spirit. Tyreek Hill. I think this one has a chance. Tyreek Hill scores. He's a NASCAR. He pulls in. They do a pit crew. They get new tires and some gasoline. He rumbles and he's out of the gates. I couldn't figure out what they were doing when I was watching that. (laughs) That was elaborate. That was a lot going on. He put his leg up, but too. And then watch his chest shake. Watch his chest shake. He's an engine. (laughs) He's shaking his chest. Uh, the Eagles, they scored a touchdown, and they all got around the campfire. Trey Burton, Alshon Jeffrey, warming up this the This is a good one. I did like on that. Who was that that sli- slid in at the last second? Uh, let's see. It is. It's so funny how guys. I'm going to say it's Nelson Aguilar. I did. And then the last one, last one the last Packers one. with a speed walking race. Oh, I did see that too. So the, the Packers, they go out there and they speed walk. So. Juju reenacts to Va- reenacts Vontez hit Lions Rockette, Tyreek Hill pit crew Eagles campfire Packers speedwalk Lions Rockette wins Wow Yeah it wins I thought the Tyreek Hill pit crew was fantastic It was a little too complicated Well shit Hell shit Lions Rockette <laughs> 
or Steelers bench press. I love that press. kind of defense. Well, shit. Lions Rockette or Steelers bench press. Gosh, I, I, I really give the Lions a lot of credit. But well, because I want to just talk this out with you guys. I mean, these are grown men, and I who decided thought... to do something that you know is famous from a few blocks from us with the Rockettes. I would also say that I've also never seen anyone get the Rockettes right on the first try. It was a good kick. Usually, line. someone does a full kick when everyone else is doing a half kick. Theo Riddick's like hip. Uh, tightness was a little scary in that. He couldn't turn the one wedge. You notice that? I was no. scouting him. I was scouting him. I was like, damn, his, of course. his leg lift is not very what good. What else I'm would I expect? Does he like, have a like, problem? I'll walk in and Simpson will be like, you hurt your foot? I'll be like, yeah, I guess I bumped it on the chair this morning. He's like, I could tell you're walking weird. <laughs> All right, so who's winning? Steelers, bench press, or Lions, Rockette? And um, don't... Yeah, what are you going with? Steelers, bench press? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Don't what? What are we going to say? No, but don't just give them me different. I want your real answer. Oh, yeah, I am. I know. All right, before we get to the iTunes comments and we start wrapping up, uh, if you guys could go onto YouTube, uh, all of these episodes are going on there. Check, Just type in Sims and Lefko. As of always, Twitter, Instagram, check us out at Sims and Lefko. Uh, we'll do one more Instagram number before we go to the IGs. Uh, available, one, three, four, five, six, nine, and 10. Oh, let's go with the old Brett Favre. Could Sims explain special teams a bit more? Game <laughs> plans and tactics. Okay. That's uh, be from fun. Jack. That is a good one. I um, like this. It, uh, no, it's such a part of the game that really we don't discuss nearly enough. Uh, and it's one of the reasons we're, like, we're seeing the Rams are where they are. But special teams, man, and, and to just get into it, you know, in the simplest <laughs> fact of the matter. It's it's weird. It's is a deep subject. So I guess what you would say is when you when teams grow down to special teams breakdowns, you go into more of like okay, who's their special team star, right? Like the Patriots have Matthew Matt Slater, Slater, right? Yeah. And they're going to put him in all the positions, just like a Antonio Brown at receiver, to be successful because they know you're awesome at going down there and making one on one tackles. So we're going to make sure we have ways to get you free to run so down the field. So they create lanes for him to get down there, and then I guess they're Game trying to predict are. Created around certain guys and special teams, just like offense and defense, except they're just wearing random numbers and don't look as cool. And we go, we don't really give a shit about you. So, do you. you have to guess a lane, and you have to guess which way they're going to? Everybody go? has lane integrity, right? And yes, the p- coaches will change the lane in which they're in at weeks. Though on a kickoff, let's say the gunner, the L two, right? The L two, which would be the second guy in from the sideline, okay. right? Oh, he's he's the guy we got to worry about. Well, they'll they'll start to kick. Off and all of a sudden you'll see him run behind the kicker and change his lane, right? And oh. then their whole scheme was, well, we're going to block him over there and get him out of the play. Now what the fuck do we do? Whatever it may mm. be. So a lot of that goes into it. A lot of it, again, I learned under Josh McDaniels and the New England Patriots, and of course Josh in Denver, but just the game planning, because they used to make us have to sit in the special teams meetings when I was with the Broncos. And I was, I was like, damn, this sucks. Like, Are you kidding me? I have to sit here and listen to punt yeah. team and all that? But so much goes into it. And there's so many walkthroughs, pre-practice, post-practice. You have special teams uh, periods throughout practice, right? You might go three offensive periods in a row, two defensive periods, and then have a special teams period where uh, the offense and quarterbacks might go on one side and work on play-action fakes or whatever, but special teams goes on. I don't know if I'm breaking this down the right way, but I'm trying to give you guys a little. I think what I want to do now is when we're getting ready for the playoffs and there's not as many games going on. Go into that a little. No, I'd like to identify who is the special teams ace for each team right. so that when everyone that listens to the podcast or us are watching the game, right. I'm going 
want to focus on them. Yeah. I want to see where they move. I want to see if they make the tackle. I know for the Eagles, it's this Camus, Grezier, Hill guy. Yeah. And apparently he had an amazing year. And right. I didn't realize they were setting up things for him to make those tackles. Definitely. It's, I didn't know that. He becomes the guy, and they make, cool. him, uh, make, make it sure he can get down and make – Free tackles. Some guys on the team only get in for special teams, so obviously they're fired up yeah. whenever they get to go out there. Yes. Other guys have to play in the rest of the game right. and also do special teams. Right. How are they splitting their time during the week, and how do they break down like what they care about the most? They, I mean, they, of course they're going to always worry about their offense or defense responsibility the most, but uh, what they'll do, they're still going to be heavily involved with special teams meetings. I mean, no free passes there or anything. They're still going to, the special teams coaches are usually neurotic, psycho, full of energy guys. So we're like, you got to Josh, Josh, you remember what you're going to do at L4, right? When we call this call, you're going to do it, right? And you're walking by the hallway, you're eating a carrot. They're like, hey, you remember what you got to do on a pump block? What? So that's how those guys are. Um, but but nonetheless, they might not have to take every rep during the special teams portion of practice, but all the right? But they're, they're going to be there right next to the guy who's taking the rep. They might go, like Bill mm. Belichick might go, oh, you know, Kyle Van Noy, you don't need to go run down on punt. Punt uh, team right now in practice. Yep. You just had three defensive periods, but stand next to the guy that is going to fill so in for you, see what so it you could like. see it and do it. Right. Let's go to iTunes comments. First one up is Carl Muffin in the seventh. Muffin the seventh. Best football talk there is. Hey team, I have to say your discussion of what the re- the NFL really is is unmatched. Uh, this bear versus lion talk is upsetting me. What kind of bear are we talking about? I think a lion would lose to a grizzly or polar bear, but probably beat the smaller ones. I'm talking about any bear on planet fucking Earth, okay? That's what I'm talking about, just You're so you know. You're thinking a lion versus a polar bear. The lion's winning. The lion is only going to lose to one animal on the planet. Here's the problem, and though. That's where, the, where is this happening? The, are we fighting in the polar bear's domain? What animal? Or are we coming down the Serengeti? The, the, uh, you know, the tiger that's in the cold. Oh, okay. I mean, no one's going to be him. Siberian tiger. Siberian tiger. They're, they're the biggest thing. That's what your son said your spirit animal was. Yes, right. Well, he knows greatness when he sees it. <laughs> but So you think a Siberian tiger beats a polar bear? Definitely. Them or a male lion? Yes. Yes. They're, again, I think I the, know, these are – a male lion can take down, like, 4,000-pound animals by himself. Like, he can doesn't... you ask Levitard if we could borrow his Miami Zoo guy for this discussion? <laughs> okay. Yeah, like next time you go on, go ask him. What are you up to? Fifty nine, fifty eight, I think. Okay, fifty seven, maybe. I think I did fifty eight today. Matt Castle. Today was no. Yesterday was Matt Castle. Today was Ryan Mallett. Ooh, good day. Yes. Good day. No yeah. joke. I think the most engaged with tweet of all time from the Sims and Leftco Twitter account was the lion versus bear. Oh tweet. yeah, people, Is that right? people responding left and right. I was like, no one responds like this to a football question. <laughs> you put up a picture of a lion and a bear and ask who wins. Everyone has an opinion. Man, Love uh, it. you can't mess with that animal. Are you kidding me? A sup. Asapa Sapalols, ASAP, ASAP, LOLs. Question for Sims. Great podcast. Every time I see a new podcast, I cry tears of joy. <laughs> Sims thinks that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. I'm Team Brady. Ba- that's what he says. Yep. And Barry Sanders is the best running back of all time. Yeah. Who is Sims' number one wide receiver of all time? <sighs> is it JR? It's, it's hard to argue, Jerry Rice. But he doesn't fit your yeah. Not athletic. like my kind no, of guy. You're much more of a Randy Moss. I am guy. more. I mean, if I was playing quarterback and I had to pick one guy from their prime, it would be Randy Moss. Yes, it wow. would be. It would be. I know. I don't mean any disrespect to Jerry Rice, but I'm just the kind of guy that would be like, oh, you're one on one with Randy. I'm going to drop back and throw this motherfucker seventy I yards. <laughs> I forgot Randy Moss's first year with the Patriots. He was getting huge games in triple coverage. 
Like, I forgot how dominant that 2007 team was. Oh, my gosh. Just from, like, watching highlights and being like, there's four guys if around you him. heard stories of Rondé Barber and John Lynch when I first got to Tampa in those years, them talking about Randy Moss, which they were so happy that the divisions got split up and no longer had to play. Right, the Vikings and the Bucks yes, got split. Because the two guys that I heard about more than any in early years of my career were Barry Sanders, because they had to play them, too. Right. And they were like, what the f-? You know, John Lynch, I mean, He's on a lot of Barry Sanders Can't highlights. The Bucks were in the north, right? Isn't that weird? Uh, but the Randy Moss thing—I mean, I, I can remember Mike Tomlin, Barber, Lynch, everybody well, having he's a few the worst comments. thing ever for a cover two. He's the worst thing for anything at that it's time true. because you would just be like, "Well, we got two guys on him. We'll be okay." What? He ran by our two guys? He jumped over our two guys? There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can coach to stop it. Uh, This one is from Zibs. Uh, So much fun. I love your podcast. It's a highlight of my day when I get to listen to Sims, Lefko, and especially Papa Sims lay down some knowledge. I was wondering what you guys think about the Steelers as of late and their standing amongst the higher competitors in the league. Mm -hmm. Do you believe those close wins against subpar teams hurt their standing, or is their ability to find ways to win, sometimes regardless of how bad the situation seems show a type of grit that puts them above the rest. I, I think it's the second part that it p- gives a grit that puts them above the rest. So we make See, fun we of give, them for playing down to their opponent, right. but they still win. They still win. Yes, there's still a quality, and we all put too many of these teams on pedestals, and some teams we don't put on a pedestal. Like New England can lose to Miami, and I know they're New England, but we could just go, "Ah, oh, it was a bad night." Right. But then the New Orleans Saints. Can barely beat the Jets, thirty-one to nineteen, which is barely, in your opinion. And we go, just, I'm done with the Saints. I don't trust them anymore. It was just, I'm just giving yeah. you. A, My thing though would be this: yeah. if the Steelers have won all these close games and they're used to situational football, how the fuck did they blow that at the end of the Patriots game? Because yeah. that took all of that close grit win luck away from it. No doubt. I like, mean, what were they no doing? There. Apparently, inside the NFL, had mics on and it showed how unprepared the Steelers mm, were. Yeah. And I really need to watch it. Yeah. I also saw. a clip of Jimmy Garoppolo talking to the team, right. and my shirt just got lifted up because I was excited. Wow, you had a boner in your shirt? I had a Garoppolo. That's how high it was. <laughs> Uh, shirt boner. Andrew Corbin loved these guys. Hey, was it? This is a random one. Was it just me or was Bobby Hart constantly starting plays too early against the Eagles? I know he got called for once a false start, but I feel like there were multiple times he got away with moving he too did. early. He did. He definitely did. There was a few times. Bobby Hart, 68, right tackle. Yes, he jumped the gun. He jumped the shark, they say these days, these hot young By the way, up there. Did you notice on the punt where they jumped off sides, the center actually flicked his wrist? and caused the guy to jump, the Eagles not. player. I yeah, I'll not. show you. Someone tweeted it to me. Uh, that yes. was a huge, huge part of the game. Huge play yeah, of the game. It really was. But it just goes back to, you know, refereeing and all yeah, that it, stuff. The human element. It's there. What was the original question? The Bobby Hart false starts. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, 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 that doesn't get called enough. Offensive pass interference doesn't get called enough. And the does de- against Mike Evans and defensive guys who time the snap out perfectly get penalized because it looks too good. It looks too good. That drives me crazy. Uh, this one didn't make any sense to me, and he also commented on uh, YouTube. Uh, Los Angeles Rob, get your hands out of Wentz's pants, Lefko. Wow, he's done. 
Elway, Montana, Young, Roethlisberger, Newton, Vic, none of those guys tore their ACLs. Carson Wentz is totally done. His arrogance got him. He's going to be a shell of himself. He's a narcissist who thinks God's, God favors him. Boy, is he in for a surprise, <laughs> as are you. Goff is going to have more Super Bowls. Sorry, P.S. How are you on this podcast? Didn't you get arrested for gambling on the Siason show? What? Am I am I Carton? But I just thought the comment was so good because it was. But he gave us five stars. I guess. Five stars. Appreciate that. Tom Brady tore his ACL. Yes, that's right. No, uh, but I just I thought it was a very well written comment, and apparently I'm Carton. You're Carton. All right, Carton. Good for you. Way to go, Carton. <laughs> Man, you hear Carton's trying to get on a bar stool? Well, he's on a podcast. I know that. He's doing his own we, podcast. Yeah, we, we talked about it last week. He, Are you going to be on it? He didn't ask me, which I was actually offended by. I was like, what the fuck? Fuck you. Yeah, he's like, yes, Carmucci's going to be my first guest. And I was like, I was actually sitting there going, like, is he going to so ask when me are you to be? Ask yeah. Him? And he never even asked. You'll only do it if I get to come on, too. Okay, fine. I want redemption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. You know, it's funny. I'm still here after that time, Carton. <laughs> and apparently, my career is doing it. I'm just kidding. So, Barstool, that's what they're talking about? I don't know. There's there was a, an article in the Sporting News about it. Oh. Last iTunes comment Parker288, Trillist White Boy Supremes. You guys keep it real, which makes y'all White Boy Supremes of podcasts. Who would win a White Boy Supreme Royal Rumble? <laughs> Gronk, Bosa, or JJ? Not TJ. Oh, Watt. shit. I know. Gronk. That he wrote that. Gronk, Bosa, or JJ Watt. Damn, that's that is a good one. All I right, mean, don't don't yeah, don't think about. I want to think of mine. Fendrick, you better think of your. Fendrick, I, I you have give my yours. answer already. Okay, give yours. I would go Bosa. That was where my head went too, but I'm gonna go with Gronk. I think that Bosa and Gronk, I would definitely take both of them to gang up on JJ. And I also think JJ is a, a self-aware, whereas I think Gronk and Bosa have the right amount of kind of dumb jock in them. But I think Sims is at is this deep age, in actually, I'm going to switch to Bosa. I think Bosa's younger and fresher. I think it's between Bosa and JJ. Why not Gronk? I th- Gronk, I think if you saw them all in person and they were next to each other, Gronk, of course, is a giant human being, but he's a little... Taller and longer than you think. He's and not quite Watt as. And Bosa are thicker. They got a little more thickness Thick to them. AF. I mean, Gronkowski is still such a giant man. And he looks bigger than everybody on a football he field. He is. He is so big. I mean, he's six seven. Yeah. You know, he's Every what two sixty five, two seventy. Bosa's what? Six, Long arms, four, six four, six five ish. He was two. Yeah, right. I thought he was like so two seventy five. Who's your final pick? I think I'd go with JJ Watt still. I don't know. The only thing that's curling me off is the Bosa youngness. You're right about that. He's got that youth. He's fresh. He's a young whippersnapper. I don't know, but JJ with his back issues might not be able to get low and dump people. So you're right. I'm going to go Bosa. I think Bosa's the Bosa's guy. Bosa's the guy. Uh, I want to just end with this. So the Browns fans have been talking for a long time. They were doing this last year, too. If they go 0-16, oh, they want to have a parade. The guy right? had a permit. And they actually have a permit. And it's go- if it happens, it's going to be sponsored by Excedrin. And they were interviewing all the players this week, and they were all saying, look, we don't want it. We're not offended. You guys can do whatever you want. What the fuck is that like to play for a bunch of fans that are rooting for you to kind of go 0 and 16 to have an ineptitude parade? Well, it, it actually is a player. It's gonna. It's going to. I think the Browns are going to be motivated. It's going to piss fuck. you off and motivate you. It will. It really will. Um, but they're going to be. They motivated. play the Bears this week. It's there to be. Had. This is it. It is. Who's their last week? Pittsburgh, the last Pittsburgh. game of the year. 
Yeah, this is it, probably. probably. Unless Steelers are resting people. Well, I know, but the only thing is, is they got Jacksonville, so yeah. they can't rest unless, unless Jacksonville, Jacksonville loses to San Francisco. Right, right. But what is that like as a player? That Can was, you imagine? Yeah, no, it's uh, that's extremely frustrating. I mean, I, I also want to just be like, well, who's going to come to this parade? And who's actually going to march? It? Who's going to march in it? The, the fans? So many Browns. What a fans. great parade! I get to see the Browns fans walking by. Well, hey, you're the fan of that 0 17, 16 team. Whoa! Yeah, well, I, let me throw some candy at you. You're amazing. I think it's, it, you know, it's like a protest in a way. Yeah, I get you. But uh, the only other thing I had was a question. Duke Johnson came out today and said that Deshaun Kaiser's confidence is shot. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Kaiser is 21 years old. Mm-hmm. He's made 12 starts in the NFL in his NFL career. Hugh Jackson came out last week and said that it's a fair question to wonder if Deshaun Kaiser will ever get it. I saw it. And he said that publicly in a press conference. Yeah. We, we talked about Hugh Jackson for a long time. The being fact this that quarter- he said fair question means he's legitimately not sure himself. But go ahead. Uh, of course. Yeah. I think it's kind of unfair that this 21-year-old. Yeah. Now, I do wonder why he's now had his college coach question him mm-hmm. and his NFL coach question him. Yeah. But I also go from a mentor, like a groomer of young quarterbacks, which is what everyone said Hugh Jackson was. I mean, you're kind of screwing this kid's career by saying this shit. By saying it, unless he knows him so well to where he goes, maybe he needs to hear me say this publicly. He's trying to push Because he's button. not doing something that he should be doing on a weekly basis that he's noticed. That would be my only two cents to defend that. I don't think it was still the proper thing. I think it's say. messed up. It is messed up. And I just also think it's crazy that this coach who's like one in twenty nine, we're like we're giving him opportunities everywhere else. I, I, that to me it blows my I, mind. I don't know if that's real. I think that's like a media fixation. I, I you know, that was just I don't I haven't heard any credibility to that story at all. I mean, Cincinnati's not gonna hire a coach that went one in thirty one. Oh hey, band, uh, buy your season tickets. Hugh Jackson's here, the one in thirty one coach who's been awesome. He Man. coached a really good offense when we had AJ Green and Marvin Jones and and all three running backs right. were healthy and Rex Burkhead was back mm-hmm. there and the offensive line had Andrew Whitworth. Yes. We always give coaches the credit for offense. Instead we go, hey, Marvin Lewis drafted a lot of fucking good players. Yeah. Tyler Eifert, they were really talented. Yes. Right. And everybody was healthy. Right. But we still are like, yeah, but that one year with Hugh. The Kaiser thing, like, it, it annoys me. You know, I don't know the full story about what went on in Notre Dame, but the more I know, the more it sounds like, you know, th- th- he was almost semi-pushed out the door there. Right. Okay? Like, they did. They, they, he wasn't going to be guaranteed to be the starter this year in this past football season. So I think that led to his decision of going, okay, I'm going to come out. Then he probably heard people like Mel Kuyper and whoever, you know, I mean, Let's not forget Mel Kuyper had him the number one rated quarterback with McShay until like two days before the draft, and then they changed because because that's what goes down saw, in history. They saw film the day before the draft and said, "Oh my gosh, I've been wrong this whole time. They're not the number one quarterback." I put on that one game against Alcorn State. Oh my gosh, and now he's number five. Um, oh, I can't wait for new listeners to the podcast to hear us around draft time. <laughs> that'd be so bad because we just shit on all of the prognosticators. Gosh, but because also, they're so stubborn. Yes, they are. They I, I think like the Browns got to be part of the the blame. 
just like I always say with like Blake Bortles being picked at number three, it's not all on Blake Bortles. It's the team that evaluated him. You misevaluated, you know, Blake Bortles by fifty picks, and you yeah. misevaluated by Deshaun Kaiser by probably a good thirty picks, whatever it may be. So uh, let's also end this with giving props to Blake Bortles for playing. Yes, well. he, he's played extremely well. He's I know. played well. I'm not. I'm not sitting. Listen, no. I know what I've said. I, I yeah. said he was the seventieth best quarterback. I meant it when I said it. I still mean it. I'm not going to come off that ranking quite yet after you know displays against the Texans and the Colts and the Seahawks uh, and the Seahawks, which were undermanned. But if he can play like this, going back to early in the conversation, where you just he can hit the. Okay, this is the open receiver in the NFL, and he can do that somewhat consistently. They are going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win. You heard the rankings earlier. Yeah. They are an unbelievable team. Yes. Unbelievable. It's the greatest defense I have ever seen in my life. I want to apologize, too, to David Caldwell. Because if you think about it, yeah, yeah, he missed on Bortles. Right. But every other guy, him and Rick Spielman, I mean, they've been killing the draft. They killed it. All these guys on the Jaguars, it's all coming Now, he to should have killed it, though. I mean, it was top five You're pick right. after top five pick after top five You're pick. Right. So, again, not taking credit away from him. But he also did get guys like Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson in the town and did yeah. things like that. A.J. Bouye. A.J. Bouye. So I give him credit from there. Yes, yeah. I give him credit. Gibson, I mean. Also, I do think what helped, but I, like, I don't want to give him total credit for those guys either because I think that's Tom Coughlin's influence. Either. Tom Coughlin's the kind of guy that looked at the film of Jacksonville last year and was like, man, our we biggest need to get bigger. Our biggest guy in the D line two seventy eight, two eighty three. Right, not the answer. So he changed it and got Cam Robinson a left tackle to yes. become a you know a sledgehammer and Calais Campbell and Aubrey Jones in the middle and things yeah. like that. Right, it is interesting. It is. All right, that's it. Episode one forty five. That one was jam freaking packed. That was a lot. We are getting ready for the Super Bowl episode one fifty two at Super Bowl fifty two. Now that I know that we got Phil Sims locked in. I mean, yeah. if he's there, he's definitely coming. So don't worry about nice. that. Right. Uh, I'm excited to break it down. Guys, we are doing our pick show for week 16. So be on the lookout for that as well. I Head to YouTube. El check it out. Fuckoed. You are not in good shape. No. How much money did you lose last week, you think? I think I lost like two, 300, maybe something like that. I the last like- to the Atlanta one fucked me. Good. Uh, four Sims. Peace out, homies. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everyone. And the LEFKOE says good night. We'll holler at you guys later. Thanks for subscribing. Share, share, share. Gabe Love said good night, too. Gabe says good night. Talk to you soon.